This is the Old Radio Show's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret word tonight is window. W-I-N-D-O-W. Really? You bet your life! Groucho Marx, You Bet Your Life. The comedy quiz series produced and transcribed from Hollywood. And here's that Sterling, the one, the only... Nice fellow, known him for years. Hey, that's me, Groucho Marx. Thank you. Well, here I am again with $1,000 for one of our couples. George Fanneman, who gets first whack at it? Just before we went on the air, our studio audience selected a bachelor and a spinster, and here they are. Mr. Stuart Bowles and Miss Henrietta Adair meet Groucho Marx. Welcome. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins a 16-millimeter Apollo Sound movie projector that retails for $129.50. Uh, Mr. Stewart, uh, both. Uh, what, sort, what sort of work do you do, uh, Stu? Uh, I'm in the investment department of E.F. Hutton and Company, and Mr. Marks' is, uh, year is the 50th anniversary of the L.A. Exchange. Is that so? Yes, sir. Uh, that's, uh, that's your job. Uh, you're an investment broker? Huh? That's right, sir. Mm-hmm. Is that what you wanted to be when you were a boy? Oh, no, I never thought I'd be that. Well, now you're grieving about it. <laughs> uh, Mrs., uh, Miss, oh, Miss Henrietta Adair, huh? you're the spinster? Well, if you mean, am I unmarried, yes, I am. Don't you like being called a spinster? Well, I prefer unmarried. Okay, unmarried, where are you from? Houston, Texas. You're from Houston? How long have you been a spinster? I mean, uh, un- unmarried. That's sort of a difficult question to answer, Mr. Morris. Well, it wasn't an easy question to ask, either. <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll try to make it easier. At what age does a girl become a spinster? Not, uh, not you, I mean, any, any girl. Oh, around 30. Uh-huh. About 30. And uh, how long has it been since you were 30? <laughs> You're just trying to find out how old I am, Mr. Marsh. Well, that's the general idea, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Stewart, uh, how old are you? Oh, I'm about the same age she is. <laughs> Well, you're a pretty cagey pair. Now, uh, Stu, why haven't you married, huh? Young, jovial-looking fellow like you? Well, I guess it's the old saying, uh, he travels fastest who travels alone. I see. Well, what's your hurry, huh? <laughs> do you know, uh, Henrietta, do you know any little proverbs that would put Speedy here in his place? Well, a stitch in time saves nine. <laughs> You mean he's coming apart at the scene? <laughs> I think she's just giving you the needle here, Stu. Uh, Henrietta, getting back to the subject of romance, uh, why is it you haven't uh, married? Well, I suppose I just didn't take advantage of my opportunities. Well, I think opportunity is knocking right now. Uh... <laughs> On the other hand, it might be his knees knocking down. <laughs> Well, tell me, Lightning, what qualifications? Are you, what qualifications are you looking for in a, in a wife? Well, I'd like her to be attractive and thoughtful, economical and considerate. 
That doesn't sound like uh, too much. Uh, would you say you're economical, Henrietta? I think I am. Well, according to him, that only means how many miles do you get to a gallon? <laughs> Now, in just one minute, you're going to work together as a team for $1,000. Now then, let's see if you two will get a chance at the $1,000 question. You're going to play your bet your life, Phenom, and bring them up to date on the rules. Each of our three couples has $20. They bet as much of that 20 as they want on each of four questions. The couple that earns the most money gets a chance at the $1,000 question at the end of the show. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected famous racetracks as your category, right? Now, here's your first question. How much will you bet? You have 20 bucks. $5. $5. In what state is Bay Meadows Racetrack? California. California is right. They're on their way with $25. Remember, this is just chicken feed. You're going for $1,000 tonight, and that's the big prize. Now, how much of the 25 will you try? 15 15 Fifteen. In what state is Hialeah Racetrack? Florida. Florida's correct. They're climbing. They have forty dollars. All right, you're climbing. You got forty bucks. Here's your third question. How much of the forty are you going to try? Thirty. Thirty. Thirty dollars. Where is the Saratoga Racetrack? New York. New York is right. They're really on their way now. They have seventy dollars. How much of the seventy are you going to try? Fifty. Fifty. Fifty dollars. In what state is Churchill Downs Racetrack? I don't know. Kentucky. In old Kentucky. And they wind up with one hundred and twenty dollars. Henrietta, you did fine. Thanks and good luck from Elgin American Compacts. Now, don't wander off. You're still in the running for the big prize. Groucho, the secret word is still window. It is, George. Yes, and perhaps the next couple will say it. We asked if there were any salesmen here tonight... And just before we went on the air, the studio audience elected Mr. Paul Chalfont and for his partner, Mrs. Jean Reynolds, a housewife. And here they are. Folks, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins the 16-millimeter Apollo Sound movie projector. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mrs. Jean Reynolds, is that that's right? Yes, sir. Uh, what does your husband do, Jean? He's a real estate salesman. Mm-hmm. Where are, you, where are you from? Uh, right in the heart of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any children? Yes, I have two. You have two? Well, how many do you have? <laughs> how, how did you meet your husband? Huh? I met him at a wedding. At a wedding? Yes, sir. Yours? No, it wasn't mine. <laughs> uh, I was, uh, we were dancing. And I was dancing with a spell, and we were very close to the orchestra. And he tried to do some of these fancy stunts. And he swung me, and before I knew it, I fell right in the drum. The fellow said, well, hurry up and get out of my drum so I can see what damage you've done. What did he say? I got you under my skin? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was so embarrassed, and I said, just take my name and address, and I'll be glad to compensate for it. So he kept coming over my house, and he never got any money. And finally, why, he forgot all about his drum, and I figured it would be cheaper to marry the guy than buy him a new drum. (laughs) A salesman, uh, Font, uh, is that right? That's right, sir. What, what do you sell? I sell washing machines and irons. Are you a traveling salesman? I'm a salesman, but I'm not a traveling salesman. I see. Well, that's logical. <laughs> I do some farming, but I'm not what you'd call a farmer's daughter. <laughs> Who do you work for? I work for Thor Corporation. Is that so? Now, what do they Thor? <laughs> Now, let's cut out the baby talk. What do you, who do you want? 
Thor. T-H-O-R. Thor Corporation. Oh, oh, I see. Would you like to uh, send one of your machines over? I'd like to rinse out that spot announcement you just made. <laughs> Tell me, Soap Suds, how is the washing machine? How is the washing machine game? Oh, oh business. Well, we, we are cleaning up. I bet you've used that one before, huh? Yes, honestly, I have. Mm -hmm. Salesmen always tell little jokes like that, don't they? You have any other little yaks that you spring on the customer? <laughs> well, there's another one I usually break the ice with, and that is, uh, that's about the uh, couple that were in the iron and steel business. She ironed and he, he steals, you know. <laughs> well, that must break the ice right over your head, I wonder. <laughs> Are you sure that joke didn't go through your washing machine? Well, it's through the ringer? Yeah, it's clean anyway. <laughs> hey, he's got a pretty good line at that. This <laughs> Does anything exciting ever happen to you, uh, Mr. Chalfon? Well, uh... Pretty fancy pronunciation, <laughs> I think that means salami in French. Right? <laughs> Anything exciting ever happened to you, yes, Paul I, I, I had a I had a rather exciting experience here last week, thing. You did? Boss and I returned from a fishing trip. We returned home, and he found out he'd lost his keys, so uh, uh, he decided I would be the one to crawl through the window. <laughs> Well, Paul, you said window, and that's the secret word. George, tell him what he wins. A 16-millimeter Apollo sound movie projector. <laughs> now you can show regular Hollywood sound movies or movies you take yourself. It sells for $129.50. All right, you stuck your foot through the window. Now pull it out and let's get back to business, huh? Well, I, uh, I got in, but I also found out uh, the missus, you know, wouldn't answer the door. Who's missus? Uh, the boss's uh, wife. And after I got inside, I found out that he put me through the bathroom window, and the reason why she hadn't come to the door that she was taking a shower. Well, she should have stayed in that Thor washing machine. Well, you're an interesting and amiable couple, and we're happy to have you here. Now, we have some ideal gifts from our sponsor. For Mrs. Reynolds, pearls for you. Elgin American's beautiful simulated pearls. They're the finest pearls made by man. I'm sure you'll enjoy them. Thank you. They're exquisite. And for Mr. Chalfont, this Chalfant. slim... <laughs> uh For Mr. Paul, this slim, sleek, sterling silver cigarette case by Elgin American. Handsomely engraved, as you'll notice. How do you like it? Wonderful. Now you're going to play your bet your life for $1,000. Run your $20 into more than the other couples, and you get the chance at the big question later. Fenneman's offstage remind our listeners how much the first couple won. The bachelor and the spinster won $120. Here we go. Let's see how high I can build you $20. You selected presidents of the United States as your category. Now, here's your first question. You've got $20. How much are you going to try? Uh, $10. $10. What was the name of the president who, in 1919, tried to lay the foundation for everlasting peace? Uh, Wilson. Woodrow Wilson is right. And they're off to a good start with $30. Woodrow Wilson, sometimes known as Alexander Knox. You have now, you have... <laughs> You now have $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight, and that's the big prize. How much of the 30 are you going to try? $20. Okay. What was the name of the president who drafted the Declaration of Independence? 
Um, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson is right. They now have $50. You should have known that, Mrs. Reynolds. There's a street in Chicago named Jefferson, isn't there? <laughs> All right, you've got $50. Here's your third question. How much of the 50 are you going to crack? $40. $40. What was the name of Lincoln's successor? He was the only president to be impeached. Johnson. Andrew Johnson. Andrew Johnson is correct. <laughs> They're really on their way now. They have $90. Andrew Johnson was one-time heavyweight champion of the world. Huh? <laughs> All right, you've got $90. Here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the 90 are you going to go for? And no coaching. $70. $70. What was the name of the vigorous president who was a hero in the Spanish-American War's head of the Rough Riders? Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt is right. And they wind up with $160. <laughs> All right, we soon know who's going to earn the most money and get the chance at the $1,000 question. George, who's leading at this point? Well, the salesman and the housewife are leading with $160. Our final couple doesn't know the secret word is window because they've been in a waiting room off stage. We invited some people with unusual occupations to be at the show tonight, and our judges selected these two to be on the program. And here they are, Mr. A. Eugene Mosier, an explorer, and Mr. Joseph May, a lighthouse keeper. Gentlemen, meet Groucho Marx. Welcome for Elgin American Compacts. And if one of you says the secret word, he wins an Apollo Sound movie projector instantly. It's a common word, something you see every day. Mr. Joseph May, you're the uh, lighthouse keeper? Yes, sir. You're a cute little rascal. Aren't you? <laughs> Where are you from, Joe? I'm from Carnarvon. Carnarvon? Yes, sir. Where is that, uh, you? Northern Wales. In Northern Wales, huh? Yes. Can you speak Welsh? No, yes. Are, are you married? Uh... Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're married, why are you doing light housekeeping? <laughs> well, uh, the wife, she does the light housekeeping, and I just look after the light in the lighthouse. Oh. Now, how'd you meet your wife, uh, Joseph? I met her in uh, Raymond, Washington, in a skating rink. She bumped into me, I think. <laughs> you're not sure, huh? I am now, yes. <laughs> Just where is your lighthouse? Uh, Point Vincente. Where's that? It's uh, it's uh, located so that it protects the entrance going into uh, Los Angeles Harbor. Now, why does the harbor need protection? I, I thought it was the ships that needed protection. Well, we protect the ships as well. You don't care about the harbor anymore now. <laughs> My, but you're fickle, Joe. <laughs> Suppose your light can't be seen. Uh, how do you warn ships? Well, we have a fogo when we start up. Suppose that fails. We, uh, we have a standby fog signal that's uh, operated by a gas engine. Suppose that fails. <laughs> well, we're out of commission. <laughs> and how much commission do you get? Huh? <laughs> Mr. Mosier, is that the way you pronounce it? Mosier. Mosier, huh? Where, where are you from? Uh, you're the explorer, huh? Where, where are you from originally? Uh, Alexander, Virginia. And where have you been? Where haven't I been? <laughs> no, I asked you first now. <laughs> where have you been? About every country in the world, every place. It's hard to believe. You mean there isn't a single place you haven't been? That's right. There isn't a single place I haven't been. 
How about the ladies' lounge at the Union Station? <laughs> what do you say to that? Uh, huh? Oh, you got me there. <laughs> well, if I have, I'm going to get out of there, too. <laughs> How long have you been exploring? Oh, exploring and adventuring about 31 years. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the most interesting place you've ever been? Uh, in Tibet. Tibet? That's what right. time did you go to bed? Do you remember? <laughs> oh, well, get along. Tell me, how did you become an explorer? Did you get lost in a revolving door when you were a boy? Huh? Oh, I guess it was born in me. My godfather is Aloysius T. Smith, and better known as Trader Horn. How did it, how did it happen he was your godfather? Well, he happened... Did he get you in a trade or something? No, he happened to be down in Virginia when I was born, and... He's a very good friend of my father, so my father named him, named me Aloysius Eugene Francis Xavier Joan of Arc Vincent Iris Patrick Moser. No wonder you keep traveling, huh? <laughs> By the time you register in a hotel, it's time to get up in the morning. <laughs> Have you any odd experiences that you'd care to relate? Well, I guess the biggest adventure was when I almost got married in Arabia. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be an adventure anywhere. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Who who to? Oh, six Arabian girls. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen, eh? <laughs> you see, I went down there and saved some girl from some bandits or something, she took me home and introduced me to the harem. And I liked the looks of what I could see of them, and I asked each one to marry me. And there was a law that you couldn't look under the veil before you married them, so I lifted up the veil and they threw me out. Did the six of them throw you out, or one at a time, huh? A couple guards. whole thing sounds pretty harem-scaring to me. Huh? <laughs> well, tell me, Itchy Feet, what was your most, uh... What was your most exciting experience besides the Arabian debacle? I guess it happened when I was on the Saratoga. Good old ship that couldn't go down. And uh, was on there, and Admiral Halsey was then captain, and Admiral Mitchell was executive officer. And I walked down the deck with my mind on some blonde over in Long Beach. Mind have been a red one. I didn't see the executive officer, and didn't salute him. He jumped me and said, Mosher, you salute an officer when you see one. I said, yes, sir, my mind's on a blonde over in Long Beach. He says, up, go put yourself on report. I figure out, well, I could, if I got on report, I couldn't go over to Long Beach to see that girl. So I just didn't put myself on report. Did the Saratoga always cruise around Long Beach? <laughs> I took care of the time. No wonder they couldn't sink it. <laughs> You know, the comes Captain Mass, and the captain sent for me, Halsey. He says to me, he says, Commander Mitchell, say, put yourself on report. I said, yes, sir. He said, well, why didn't you do it? I said, I just reconsidered the matter and decided to give myself another chance. He let me go. <laughs> well, you're certainly a good sailor, all right. Now, tell me, Bob Snatcher, who owns your lighthouse? Uh, is it a government housing project? No, it's uh, one of the facilities of the United States Coast Guard. Oh. Well, what are some of the other Coast Guard services? Well, there's a lifeboat station and sea and air rescue, ice weather patrol, ice patrol, and things like that. Mm -hmm. 
The Coast Guard is putting out an opportunity now for single young men between the ages of 17 and 22. They mm. have a chance to go through the Coast Guard Academy. You lost me by a half a century. Huh? <laughs> now, how high is your lighthouse? 194 feet above mean low tide. Well, how do you get upstairs? Do you float up on the tide? <laughs> no, we have uh, 72 stairs. Steps. 72 steps? Yeah. How do you know there are 72 steps? Well, I've counted them every day. <laughs> you still doubt it, huh? Why do you count them every day, uh, Joe? Is that all there is to do then? No, no, the, we have other things to do, such as... Make... I know where you can get six Arab girls. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> By now, maybe you can get them without the veils. <laughs> is that all you do, count the steps? Uh... No, we, uh, we have the maintenance of the station to do, the machinery to keep up. Books to take care of. What do you mean books to take care of? Well, the book work, I mean. Well, what, what kind of book work? Well, uh, there's all different kind. You know what book work there is to do in a government. A government couldn't well, keep... Income tax, I know, but I didn't... What do you do? Do you count every wave that comes in or something? <laughs> and then do you count the undertow on the way out again? And send the whole thing to Washington? They tear it up and raise the taxes. Huh? Now, it's most instructive having you both there. I learned a lot. I learned that there were 72 steps in the lighthouse. <laughs> and I learned that you mustn't lift a veil on an Arabian beauty, huh? Sure, thank you very much, Mr. Mark. Why, it's a pleasure to give it to you, Mr. May. For the Explorer, Elgin American's popular cigarette case with a rich green leather look, something he'll be proud to show off in all his travels. Now you're going to play your bet your life. You beat our other two couples, you'll get a crack at the $1,000. I can't tell you how much they won, but George is offstage to remind our listeners. The salesman and the housewife are ahead with $160. Here we go. Let's see how high you can build your $20. You selected leaders in our government as your category. Is that right? That's yes, right. Here's your first question. You have $20. How much will you bet? $10. Who is the Secretary of State? Dean Atchison. Dean Atchison is correct. They're on their way with $30. Remember, you're going for $1,000 tonight. You've got $30. How much will you bet? $20. $20. Who is the Attorney General? Tom McGrath. J. Howard McGrath, but that's yeah. close enough. You got the last name, so you win that. They're climbing. They have $50. They're climbing. You got $50. Here's your third question. Uh, are you ready? How much are you going to bet? Forty. Forty? He doesn't even ask the lighthouse keeper. <laughs> He's the captain of this cow, all right. $40. Who is the director of the Mint? The director of the Mint is... Cruz... Snyder. Snyder's interior. <laughs> I got you. Got me up there. I'm sorry. It, it's Nellie Taylor Ross. That's yeah. a pretty tough one, though. They now have ten dollars. Well, you've got ten dollars, and here's your last chance to beat the other couples. How much of the ten are you going to try? Ten dollars. Who heads the Federal Bureau of Investigation? Hoover. Uh, J. Edgar Hoover is right. And they wind up with twenty dollars, and that means the salesman and the housewife with a hundred sixty dollars get the chance at the one thousand dollar question. And now, a word from Myron Wallace. Elgin American simulated pearls in a handsome, satin-lined jewel box of gold-like jeweler's bronze. Ah, gentlemen, there's a gift to thrill her soul. A gift to make you seem the most wonderful man in her world. 
Yet this bountiful, beautiful gift is easy to give. Lustrous, glowing Elgin American pearls in the luxurious jewel box start at only $10. Others up to $20. Buy them for her tomorrow. Elgin American Simulated Pearls. And here's the winning couple, Groucho, the housewife and the salesman. Ready to try for $1,000, eh? Good luck, and I'll give you 15 seconds to decide on a single answer between you, so talk it over thoroughly and no help in the audience, please. The Republic of Liberia is patent in government after the United States. They even honored one of our presidents by naming their capital city after him. What is the capital city of Liberia? Mr. Chalfant, as the Speaker of the House here, what is the answer you two have decided upon? Lincoln. No, I'm sorry. It's Monrovia after President Monroe. I'm sorry. So that means the big question next week will be worth $1,500. Well, you lost the big money, but you won $160 in cash, and you received those lovely gifts from Elgin American. Congratulations, and thanks to both of you. Elgin American Show, You Bet Your Life, is a John Goodell production. Transcribed from Hollywood, directed by Bob Dwan and Bernie Smith. Music by Jerry Fielding. Remember, next week's big question pays $1,500. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday night at this time for You Bet Your Life, starring Groucho Marx. Good night, folks. Now, don't tone the dial. Bing Crosby's next, you know. And then comes Burns and Allen. Good night. Good night.